You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Email marketing is still one of the most powerful and most effective ways of driving revenue for an e-commerce store. There are so many different automations that you can set up and things that you can do to really get people coming back to your website, checking out and delivering the right message at the right time to the right people. So today I have Anna Skorupka from Email by Design. She's going to chat with us all about which automations you should set up, when and how often you should send your broadcasts, and how to really generate that extra revenue from your email marketing. So let's jump in. Anna, thank you so much for joining me today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to delve into the world of email marketing. Now, there might be some people listening that are going, oh gosh, there's so many emails. Email's dead. Like it's been around for so long. There's other things now. So is email marketing still relevant for e-commerce, do you think? Absolutely. I would say it's more relevant than ever. It actually remains the most cost-effective channel to acquire and retain customers. So it's well worth paying a lot of attention to. And the ROI on email far outperforms other channels. So it's worth placing a lot of emphasis on. The average return on investment is actually up to 4,400%, which is much higher than any other marketing strategy. And also you own your own list. You don't own, you know, your social platforms. So it's more relevant than ever. So true. Like, you know, we've seen Instagram go down for a while or Facebook and then you kind of have this panic of like, oh, what happens if it doesn't come back up? So yeah, we've got our emails. So what do you think it is that makes email marketing so powerful? Uh, One of the things is the frequency that people check their emails. I don't know about you, Karen, but usually I check my emails within about five minutes of waking up. Um, It's a bad habit, but I'm guilty. (laughs) And 99% of people check their email daily. So it's very easy to reach people via email. It's very convenient for people to check their email. They do it on multiple devices, multiple times a day. So, you know, you can really stay top of mind with your customers via email. It also allows you to, you know, build relationships with your leads, customers and your past customers. So it's an opportunity to speak to them directly in their inbox at a time that is convenient for them. Um, And the other thing that makes it so powerful is that you can set up email automations once and they can run for you month on month and make you money month on month, saving you a lot of time and effort. Love that. Okay, we're going to dive more into automations. But first, you share my love of Clavio, which is amazing. Why did you choose Clavio? 
So before I had this email marketing agency, I had my own e-commerce store. It was a party stationery shop. Um, and this is back in 2019. I was still using MailChimp. Um, yep. And all of a sudden, people started talking about Clario. I was doing some business development for another company at the time, um, and they said to me, look, do you think you could try setting up this Clavio thing for us? I had never used it before, but I had done some automation within MailChimp, so I thought, I'll give this a go. And within half an hour of being on the platform, I just fell in love with it. It was so much more user-friendly and just yeah. easy to get going. Um, compared to MailChimp and, you know. So intuitive, I find. So intuitive and and the results were almost immediate. We saw revenue come through, you know, within hours of setting up automation. So it was really, really exciting. Um, So that's how I found Clavio and, yeah, just fell in love with it, thought this would be, you know, a great skill to master. And eventually I did the Clavio Partner Program and started offering it as a service and opened my email agency. Awesome. I must say, I, I think MailChimp's the one that everyone starts on. And I have used them all from MailChimp through to Infusionsoft back in the day when it was $2,000 just to get your account on Infusionsoft and then like $500 a month or something ridiculous. And Clavio is so much easier to use. It was just like a nightmare. Um, so <laughs> no offense, Infusionsoft. Um, but confusion soft is the nickname it gets so there's so many different ones out there but having tried um you know active campaign i use for non-e-commerce I've used convert kit i've used so many different ones and clavio is definitely my favorite so if you if you're listening and you need to pick one it's definitely highly recommended yes karen on the note of cost you'd mentioned how expensive some of the other platforms can be Clavio is really perfect for startups because you can start yeah. on the free plan, but it's also perfect for, you know, really large established businesses. So, you know, don't think it's going to be too expensive for you. Yeah, super cost effective compared to some of them, especially. 100%. Okay, so you teased at automations. So what would you say are the must-have automations for any e-commerce store? Okay, sure. So uh, the first one, which is generally the highest revenue producing flow is your welcome series um, and you need to have a strong opt-in strategy that resonates well with your clients. Uh, So that would be the first one I would recommend setting up. After that, the next lowest hanging fruit is your abandoned cart sequence, um, encouraging people to complete their purchase. People can get busy or distracted and, you know, not complete their purchase. So reminding them a few times can really generate big revenue. After that, we have the browse abandonment flow, which is similar to abandoned cart, but it's triggered when someone views a product rather than adding it to their cart. So powerful. Yes. Um, And then a post-purchase thank you flow can be really nice. So reaching out to your customers after they've ordered, thanking them for their order, getting them excited about it, maybe giving them a little bit of information about how to use your product. That can be a really nice touch point. And then a win back flow, which goes out, you know, it has a delay. It will go out to people that haven't placed an order in a while, inviting them to come back and see what's new. So I would describe those five as the lowest hanging fruits. 
But there's some other ones I wanted to mention that can be really powerful depending on how you stock your items and depending on your store. So there's Clavio's back in stock flow. So if you have a a store where you know certain sizes or styles are likely to go out of stock, you can use Clavio's back in stock flow. Uh, You can also custom code the widget. So it has a little pre-ticked add me to your email list. So it can actually act to grow your list as well as getting those queued subscribers for the back in stock flow. So that's a really powerful one. So for those who aren't quite sure, the back in stock is if you're on the website and it says out of stock, you can actually just press a button that says like notify me and then you'll get that email triggered from Clavio. So it's all done automatically. It's a bit of setup for these, but then they just work on autopilot, which is what's amazing about automations. So then people will get notified and be like, hey, this is back in stock. You should come and buy it now. So it's a great way to remind people because people aren't going to remember to come back and check if something's back in stock or not. They're going to forget all about it. So those emails are great. Yeah, definitely. Uh, There's also a price drop flow, which is relatively new. I think it came out about 12 months ago. So if you are a Shopify store that marks down the price of products, for example, marking something down from $49.95 to $39.95, um, that can be a good one to set up. That will go out to people who have viewed the product or added it to cart in the last X number of days, but not purchased it. So that can be a really powerful Ooh. one if you have a sales section or perhaps you're a fashion brand that will mark down the price of things at the end of season. And then the final one I wanted to mention, which is perfect for consumable brands, so candle brands, skincare brands, is the replenishment flow. Um, and that yes. encourages people to come back and you can sort of think about, you know, the time frame it would take for your average consumer to use your products. Maybe it's 30 days and you can send them that timely re- reminder, inviting them to come back and it sort of offers them to reorder what they had last time or perhaps try something new. So that can be a really great one as well. Yeah, awesome. And that can work really well with samples too. If somebody's had a sample going, hey, you know, did you love it? Why not order the full product now or something like that? Yes, definitely. Okay. So many amazing automations there. I was like, yep, 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 yep. Love them all. You did touch on the welcome sequence and getting people to opt in. What's your favorite way to encourage people to opt in? Okay. Well, this is really boring and controversial because I know (laughs) a lot of people hate them, (laughs) but my favorite way is actually just the pop-up forms, um, the fly-out forms. You know, when you compare the opt-in rate of pop-up forms to embedded forms, it's so different. So a well-performing pop-up with good parameters set and, you know, an effective opt-in strategy can get 15% opt-in rate. Whereas your embedded forms, you know, they're they would be luck- lucky to get 1%, you know. Yeah, okay. It is it is controversial, you know. I tend to hate a pop-up, but I don't mind them if they're delayed. Like if I get to a site and you're popping up in my face before I've even seen anything, I'm just like, hell no, I'm out of here. But I generally tell my students to delay them sort of maybe 60 seconds or when they're looking at a product page perhaps, you know, they've gone a little bit further in their journey than just jumping onto the homepage. So 
I'll allow the pop-up if, if it's, like you said, good parameters, well-timed. What about the incentive? Like gone are the days, I think, where you can just say, hey, give me your email. Oh, I miss those days. Um, <laughs> if you don't offer something, you're going to get a really low opt-in rate. It's almost not worth having a pop-up unless you're yeah. actually giving them something. Um, so the classic we see all the time, which does work, is your 10% off. So if you're not sure what to do, start with that, see what kind of opt-in rate you're getting and what kind of sales you're generating. Some other yep. ones that can work really well, um, which don't cut into the margins as much, is actually a dollar amount off. So perhaps $10 off your first order over $80, something like that. Um, it can yep. be quite helpful if you make that threshold above where you do free shipping. Um, or yeah. you can use that as a strategy to up your average value order. Um, if you don't want to offer sort of the dollar off or the percentage off, you can consider some kind of um, freebie. Maybe it's a free ebook. Maybe it's a free gift with purchase, free sample with purchase. Maybe it's enter to win an $100 gift card. That is my favorite competitions. I find that works really, really well. And we run Facebook ad campaigns for competitions and then link them up so that they go into Klaviyo, which is another reason I love Klaviyo. It syncs so well with Facebook. And I find that the competitions, you know, we're getting 11 cent emails at the moment, which is just insane. Some other things you could consider um, with encouraging your email opt-ins is to consider some gated content on your website. So gated content is, you know, they're popping in their email address to download some kind of information. So I would say don't just have one way for your customers to opt in, have multiple ways for them to opt in the pop-ups, the embedded forms, the gated content, running competitions, having them be able to, you know, easily subscribe at checkout, promoting it via Instagram stories. So don't just rely on the pop-up. Yeah. One of our fashion brands uh, actually does this really well. They have a new release that comes out and you can get a sneak peek at that new release if you put in the password, which you can only get via their emails. So you have to be on their email list. So they promote it heavily on socials, on their stories and reels and things when it's coming up, like, hey, make sure you're on our list so that you can see, you know, the new release. And then the website has got enter the password. And it's like, if you don't have the password, subscribe here to get it. So they're constantly, you know, kind of gating that content and um, encouraging people to opt in to see it. That's very clever. I love that. Okay. So let's dive into that welcome sequence. So this is when someone first opts into our list how many emails should that be and what should we be emailing them about? Sure. So um, to address your first question, I would say it, dep- it the length can depend on your audience and the timing. There's lots of factors. Generally, if I see a welcome series that is really, really long, what I'll see is the open rates dropping from, you know, maybe 50% in the first couple and then dropping right, right down. Um, and yeah. it can actually, too many emails in that welcome series can actually, you know, really cause a large number of subscribers, particularly if you're also sending them campaigns, like it's email overload. So I would say make sure every single um, email has a purpose and consider adding some additional flow filters. So, you know, maybe you want to send them three emails to everyone and then a couple more emails only to the people that haven't placed an order since starting the welcome series. Mm -hmm. I love that you can set all those different rules and if this, then that, or yeah. Yes, that's it. And in terms of the content, generally in email number one, it's sort of welcoming them to the brand, giving them a quick brand introduction 
production and, you know, mentioning to them how they can get that incentive that you've just offered them mm. through the form, making it really nice so and clear. Important. Yeah. Um, and then in email number two, it might be a bit more of your brand story, maybe showcasing some benefits of shopping with your company. I really like to use trust icons for that to show it visually. Yeah. Um, and then in email number three, usually you'll be doing some social proof, maybe showcasing some of your products using your beautiful product imagery or Clavio's product blocks. And then you might like to have more emails kind of reminding them to use their welcome offer discount if they haven't used it yet. Love that. Okay. We've talked about automations, which is so huge. And if you haven't dabbled in automations yet, I think it is so important because, you know, this is, it takes the effort and the time to set it up, but then they just work on autopilot, delivering the right message to the right person at the right time. And that is just gold. So make sure that you give yourself the time to set those up because um, they will just be a huge game changer for your business. Beyond the automations, we've got, some people call it the newsletter, some people call it the broadcast emails. So rather than being triggered by certain actions someone takes, these ones are actually just sent to everyone or everyone that you choose at the same time. So how often should we be sending these ones? That's a really good question. So in Clavio, they are called campaigns and you're right, we're usually sending them to a large number. I do recommend as your list grows about over 2,000 that you start segmenting by engagement um, and sending campaigns to the most engaged subscribers. And that actually gives you the benefit of being able to send more often. Now, depending, frequency sort of depends on your you and your brand. It's how much you can commit to. If you know you are time poor and you can only get out once a month, then stick with that cadence and always get out once a month. Um, if you can get out weekly, fantastic. If you have a large product range and a very engaged audience, you might be able to get away to, with sending three to four campaigns a week, um, but it really depends. And it is about sort of, you know, building that engagement um, and sending to the most engaged subscribers and just, you know, not surprising your audience. One of the worst things you can do is, you know, send five Black Friday emails and then not email them again for a year and then send five Black Friday emails. Yeah. You, know, you have to be consistent. So pick a cadence and stick with it. Yeah, consistency is so important. I actually um, did a consulting call uh, with a lady. Actually, it was face-to-face. -face. She was down here in Tassie. But it was quite a big company, e-commerce store, and she had the most amazing open rates, like over 60% to this list of over 20,000 people, which in itself was amazing. And turns out she only emailed them once a month. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, okay, so they're like opening it at 60% once a month. So what do you normally get like from an email? She's like, oh, usually about 15,000, you know, revenue from when you send an email. I was like, how about we try this thing? where you email them more. <laughs> so I'm like, let's, let's double it and let's go twice a month. And she did it. And she's like, why did I never think of that? She's like, we still made 15,000 off each email. So she literally doubled her revenue coming from emails by emailing them, you know, every fortnight rather than every month. So just, I think there's this big misconception that people will think that you're bothering them in the email or that people don't want to see what you've, you know, oh, I don't want to hassle them or, you know, they're not going to want to see what I've got to say and things like that. So I loved what you said earlier about email should have a purpose. So yes, we don't want to be emailing them and being like, hey, this is my email because I should be emailing you once a week or I should be emailing you once a fortnight or whatever you might set for your brand. But 
they are on your list because they liked your products, they liked your brand, they joined for a reason. So we like to think of them as like bouquets of flowers, like here, have a bouquet of flowers rather than here, have another email for your inbox. So you're trying to think of it as like a nice thing that you're doing and really sending with the purpose and the mindset of like, yeah, they're going to appreciate this, especially if you're sending about, um, you know, sales and sending a couple of extras because they're on, you're doing them a service of like reminding them so they don't miss out on your great offer or your great product before it runs out, or you're letting them know about a new product. Like that's a great thing for you to do. So I think people just need to get over the I'm bothering them. If people really don't like your emails, they'll unsubscribe. And that's totally fine because they're never going to buy from you anyway if they're those people. So don't be afraid to email people. But yeah, definitely with that consistent schedule and with a purpose behind them. Uh, So what should we be including in those emails? So, you know, say we decide we're an e-commerce brand. Maybe we sell kids toys and we're going to email every week. What would I talk about every week? Okay, so for a kid's toy brand, you know, you could pick different content pillars. The accounts that I see performing best are the ones that, you know, really mix up the topic and the content. So, yes, they are doing promotions. They are doing, you know, product showcases, category showcases, but they're also offering value. So for a kid's toy um, brand, it could be, you know, an email like, what are the top five gifts to buy a one-year-old baby? So, you know, giving them some ideas of first 10 um, toys for a six-month-old, something like that. So how to survive the last week of school holidays with your sanity intact. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, mixing up the content type, still, you know, selling your product through your promos and through showcasing the products, but, you know, giving value so that your campaigns become something that your audience looks forward to. Yeah. I love that. And that's why it's so important to know who it is that's in your audience. And so that your stuff can be relevant to them. It doesn't always need to be, like you say, promotional. That's it. That's it. Okay. So we talked a little around open rates uh, of my client and um, some people. They vary a lot. Do you have any tips around subject lines or any other tips to get people opening our emails? Yes. So for your subject lines, a couple of tips is you could try using emojis if it's relevant for your brand. I love am a good fan. emoji. I'm a fan of using <laughs> a relevant emoji in the subject line. Um, it does tend, I have split tested it. They do tend to get a slightly better open rate. So that can be one to try. Um, additionally, uh, Clavio and most email service providers would allow you to pop in a little first name field. So you might like to experiment with that. It feels more personal. Then your subject line will read something like, Anna, did you know about this sale we've got on? Um, And that can sort of be more eye-catching, get people to open. Um, Another suggestion, particularly in Clavio, some other ESPs have this, some don't. You have a space called a preview text line. And that kind of acts like a secondary subject line. Um, So definitely make sure you're putting something in there. That's very valuable real estate. And that can sort of provide more information, which can also help the open rates. And then my final um, suggestion would be to split test various subject line and preview text variations. Um, And Clavio allows you to sort of, you know, send out um, the split test for one hour and then pick the winner and send to the remaining audience. So you can be quite strategic there. You you know, if you have the time to invest, you could set up potentially 10 different A-B tests or variations um, and get Clavio to pick the winner. So by putting in a little bit more effort with your subject lines and split testing, you can get better results. 
That's such great advice. Can you just explain for people what split testing is? Yes. So split testing is also known as A-B testing. It's where you're testing two different variables. So perhaps you want to test with your audience whether emojis in the preview text or subject line will result in a higher open rates. You would set up one variation that has the emojis and one variation that does not have the emojis and then send usually to 50-50. But Clavio also has the ability to send to, you know, 20% of the audience in the first hour, pick the winner and then send to the 80% that weren't sent to the winning um, variation. That's super powerful. Such a great feature. Okay. Have you got any other tips you'd like to share with us? Look, you touched on it before. I would say don't be scared of emailing your list. They actually do want to hear from you. And if they don't, they'll just unsubscribe. And Karen, as you perfectly described before, one of the easiest ways to make more money from emails is simply to send more emails. (laughs) Um, So don't think you're emailing too much. You know, you can really get away with sending up to three times a week if you have an engaged audience and you're sending to your most engaged subscribers. What would you say to people who are constantly checking their unsubscribe? Some people even get notified by email when people unsubscribe. I would say don't look at your unsubscribe rate. Like it's just going to make you feel bad. Maybe check on it once every so often. But what is more important than the unsubscribe rate is making sure that you are getting subscribers faster than you are losing them. So seeing your list grow you know, even if it's only by one to 2% per month, which could be quite normal, um, just making sure that it is going up and it's not going down. But, you know, don't pay attention too much to your unsubscribe rates if it's going to panic you. You know, you're always yeah. going to get unsubscribers. It's just a part of doing business. People will unsubscribe and it's not personal. <laughs> so um, for most e-commerce brands, they're kind of having to re- um, replace 20% of their list each year. That's just normal. Okay, great. I love a good stat so that we know if you know if we're sitting in that normal benchmark or benchmark or not. Okay, I know there will be some people listening to this thinking this all sounds amazing, but where the hell am I going to find the time <laughs> to do all of this? So, if they're thinking maybe they need a little bit of help, where can they find you? Sure. So, they can find me um, via our website, which is www.emailbydesign.com.au. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram under the handle email by design. Um, and for the people listening that might want to book in our setup services or our hourly training uh, sessions, I've set up a discount code for you, which is 10% off with the code unstoppable. Oh, love the code. So I'll pop that in the show notes for you and we'll link up to all of those offers. But uh, email by design, basically, uh, if you're not wanting to set all this up yourself, but you understand now the power of all of those automations and think, yes, I want those for my business, definitely reach out, chat to Anna and the team and enjoy that 10% offer with the code unstoppable. Thank you so much for your time today, Anna, and for sharing so many great insights and ways that we can be using our email marketing better. You're so welcome. I really enjoy chatting with you about all things email. It's nice to sort of geek out with someone who loves it as much as I do. (laughs) Do you want to make 2023 your best year ever? Create a thriving e-commerce store with profitable Facebook ads. I'm running a 12-week live round of our award-winning program, Ecom Igniter, where you'll learn exactly how to implement our agency-tested profitable Facebook ad funnel into your business. You won't just learn about Facebook ads. I'll ensure you have everything set up and ready to make the most of them. 
You know your numbers in your business. You'll get super clear on your audience, create content that converts, have a traffic-ready website ready to turn those browsers into buyers. You'll implement an effective email marketing strategy and then and only then start running our proven ad strategy to grow and scale your online store. So if you want the skills, knowledge and support to be unstoppable in 2023, join the Ecom Igniter waitlist at ecomigniter.com.